Konnichiwa and Domo Arigato to Audible. Head over to audibletrial.com slash jumbled and get your free 30-day trial and a free audiobook. You know what? I think they might have something related to Godzilla in there somewhere. It's a guess. I haven't looked. But I would speculate there's probably something Godzilla-related. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Jumbled, your favorite podcast about nothing. I'm Zach. Konnichiwa. <laughs> wow, you know Japanese? <laughs> Konnichiwa. Guys, That's I'm all. back. Johnny's back. Johnny is back. Oh, after a lovely, lovely vacation. Yeah. Uh, so, I have a question for you. Uh, I've got an answer. Um, as an IT guy, how bad is it for your computer to never shut them down? <laughs> Because uh, I, I definitely came downstairs thinking I was going to have to reboot the, the podcast rig. And uh, uh-huh. nope. it's just been sitting in sleep mode for a month. Yeah. Um, it's fine. You can typically just leave your computer on. Oh, okay, good. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, are you busy? I'm sorry. Is this a bad time to <laughs> record this podcast? No, my or... wife is my wife is sending me some... Uh... Nudie nudes? <laughs> She's sending me some Snapchats, but it's not like the uh the good Snapchats. It's not the good it's not the goods. It's just uh just uh my so my daughter mm-hmm. today, and I don't know how people are gonna feel about this. I might alienate some of our audience. I you know what? If I do, then I do. Okay. So my daughter uh, recently the Boy <clears throat> Scouts of America have opened their doors and mm-hmm are allowing girl troops to mm-hmm. exist mm-hmm. separate separate from the boy troops mm-hmm. they're doing their own thing mm-hmm. and so this coming weekend she's got a uh they're doing a fundraiser where we're they're smoking a whole a whole bunch of pork mm, that's for not barbecue where I this was going but okay yeah barbecue makes sense yeah yeah and they're gonna sell it you know either sell a plate Ooh. there or they're gonna sell it you know per pound Mm-hmm. And so we printed out like 50 flyers, 50 flyers. Yeah. And we were going door to door in the neighborhood surrounding the church where they, where they are going to meet at and we're handing out the flyers. And so my daughter walks up to this guy's house. I didn't get a good look at the guy, but <clears throat> I'm pretty sure he was a senior citizen. Mm, he was not happy. I'm guessing. So she walked up, she's wearing her scout uniform, her, mm-hmm. her tan shirt, her, her green shorts, whatever. Uh, she's wearing her little neckerchief thing. She's got on, you know, a scout's hat and everything. She's all decked out the whole nine yards. She's very, you know, uh, very polite. Just says, Hey, this is what we're doing. We're trying to raise money. And he said, he stops her mid sentence. And he says, Whoa, uh, boy scouts of America. And she said, Yeah. And he said, you should be in the Girl Scouts. And then he just closed the door on her. Oh, wow. Then he just closed the door and my daughter is completely just deflated and disheartened. And so she turns around and she's on the verge of tears. 
Yeah, no kidding. Coming back. I wanted to, like, yank the dude out of his house, you know, like, obviously you can't do that. But, like, I I explained to her that, you know, that some some people are just shitty people, you mm-hmm. know, and that she's, you know, de- she's deserving to, you know, if she's just trying to better herself as a person, then I don't care what she's doing or what the label is well, I, around whatever it yeah. is. So I have I have some thoughts on this. One, whether or not that dude believes in whatever's happening with the scouts mm-hmm. doesn't matter. You don't take it out on a young kid. <laughs> like, yeah, she's eleven years old. Yeah. Um, two, I think it's weird that this that Boy Scouts are still called Boy Scouts and then Girl Scouts. Why don't they just fucking call them Scouts? You know, I've thought that for a while, but so the maybe that would cause less confusion and then two so i'm coming this from all kinds of angles mm-hmm. what is the like what is the big difference what was the big difference between girl scouts and and boy scouts so it's... it was like brownies or something beavers what were they <laughs> so so there are different levels to girl scouts just like there are different levels for boy scouts but uh basically the difference between the two of them it, it it all has to do with uh, leadership, right? So the the leadership in the Girl Scouts of America is primarily female. Mm-hmm. The leadership in in Boy Scouts is primarily male. So you get, or at least traditionally, it has been not mm-hmm. necessarily so much anymore. For I, I'm yeah. I'm guessing so, either of them, but they just fucking call it the Scouts, and then no I, one can. I agree. I'm sure there are some reasons. My wife could probably get on here and give you about 40 different reasons why they couldn't do it. Because um, there's a bunch of old-ass fucking guys who are like, I don't want to give up my Boy Scout title. That, get well, over that's, yourself. Well, that's the thing, though. Like, the the Boy Scouts, I think, have taken the first step. I could be wrong. There could be male inclusion in Girl Scouts, but I I have not seen that before. So Girl Scouts is still a thing. It's still a thing. I mean, and it's, are they different my, curriculums? Yeah. So basically, there's is Girl Scouts it's, like arts and craft, and and then yeah, basically it's it's like mm-hmm. arts and crafts hour, and and then they do like they sell cookies. You know what they should call call them soft scouts and hard scouts That's the soft like. scouts and the hard scouts yeah. yeah and then you just let whoever join yeah you figure it out on your own but then you but then you just you talk you belittle them you say oh you're gonna be in the soft scouts yeah and you say yeah and i can do some serious fucking origami you see this origami patch i got you ain't got that shit hard ass scout <laughs> that's true dude i should you not uh, this is kind of funny good segue um especially with the origami oh god i'm just a genius um so ali and i were in kyoto and which has the same letters as Tokyo, by the way, which I think uh, yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Um, and there is an arts and crafts university there. There's an arts and crafts university in Kyoto. Yeah. Uh, we walked by it. And uh, Alice said, I missed my calling. I want to go back to school. And I said, great. We'll be poor forever. <laughs> <laughs> now, dude, I, it, you know what? It's all going to work out for you. Because if you've ever watched any kind of like house hunter show... That's true. They always, they're always like, uh, they're always part-time like, preschool teacher and like Apple aspiring picker. musician. He Budget picked, one million dollars. I pick, I pick Apple's part-time. Yeah. In 
while studying she, philosophy. Yes. Yep. Yep. Uh, so uh, no, you're gonna be fine, dude. You are gonna be fine. Well, you know. Uh, so yeah. so tell me all about Japan. How how? So I we talked in the text thread about your transition to Sailor Moon. Yep. Uh, how uh, how how, how did the, that go? Um. Well, so Japan was awesome. I learned a lot, saw a lot, did a lot. Uh, it took me about eight hours before I cut my forehead on a door. It's not John, it's not a John sized country. No, no, yeah, um, I would not. I would not assume so. What you, yours six two? Six three. Six three. Yeah. Wait, way to forget my height, Zach. Oh, like I, like I remember, dude. You're like comparable in height. The six two and six three are pretty close. Well, I'm an inch uh, off, dude. Yeah, you should be better. <laughs> okay, fair. I expect more from you. I'm sorry. Um, I'll, I'll never forget again now. That's yeah, the upside. Good. Yeah, exactly. That's why I made this a point. I'm going to test you every week. <laughs> okay. Um, But uh, yeah, it's not it's not a very John-sized friendly country. That's for sure. So it took a little bit of getting used to just always walking around hunched, like everywhere. Just always hunched over. <laughs> But when you got out in the open, I'm sure you stretched out so you could be no, head, head and shoulders above outside. everybody. All head of and like, shoulders above everyone. Dude, it's fucking dangerous to be my height. So everyone there carries umbrellas because it's prone to rain. It's the rainy season. Okay. It starts raining. They Everyone opens up their goddamn umbrellas. You know, the you know like the spikes on the ends yeah. of the umbrella? Those yeah. are all my eyeball height. <laughs> so we're like trying to walk around and I'm constantly like... <laughs> dodging daggers in my eyeballs and there's so many people it's a bunch of japanese people like do they walk fast i heard they walk fast they do everywhere. walk fast everyone's pretty fast and organized i, I would say it's a very busy country especially tokyo but mm-hmm. everyone is very polite everyone gets in a line no everyone's quiet that's probably the thing i love most about it you go on the train no one fucking talks <laughs> Everyone just sits there and reads, or they're mm-hmm. on their phone, or they have they're listening to music. Some people watch movies, which I was maybe part of a weird involuntary three way again. Oh yeah, <laughs> and this time it was in Japan, dude. It must this, have been kinky as fuck, dude. This this one is definitely a stretch, but uh, so I was on the train. <laughs> okay, it was about rush hour. Okay, and some I don't know. He's probably like forty year old dude. In a suit, gets on the train, and we all kind of like get squished together. And he's kind of just, just in front of me to my right a little bit, like at my two o'clock. Yeah. And there's like someone's shoulder barely in between us, and he pulls out his phone. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. And I'm like looking around, looking at where we are, so I make sure I get off at of the right stop. Blah blah blah. And then I see that he's watching a video, and I saw skin. Okay. On the phone. So naturally, I'm like, oh, okay, what's this? I'll be honest. I watched a lot of guys play Dragon Ball Z video games while on the train in rush hour. And I was like, this looks pretty cool. Um, So I just kind of like side eye over. And this dude is watching a fetish video (laughs) of this giant white woman in in a G-string and like tiny ass bikini, big fake tits. Like, smothering and abusing a tiny Asian dude. So, like, a very specific type. And he's just yeah. watching this in a public place. Headphones on. 
She's like smacking him in the face with her tits and like smacking him with her hands and like stepping on him. Some and, like, BDSM stuff for sure. Yeah, like yeah. slamming her ass into him and like suffocating him. And I mean, that sounds like the dream, but that's a really weird thing to watch in public. Yeah, you know, like sure, on your own time, crank one out. Go for it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying I didn't think about it later. I'm just saying like you don't. You don't. I know it's a long train ride and you're tired yeah. and whatever, but. And maybe, I mean, everyone there is so busy. That's one thing I would say that I'm glad I wasn't born Japanese or in Japan because the work, all they do is fucking work. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Like they work such long hours and they have long commutes. Like we did a Japanese cooking class Mm -hmm. and the lady that put it on was Japanese and we were talking about work-life balance and she kind of laughed at like, that's a major issue for Japan. And she said that a lot of husbands like don't know how to cook mm-hmm. like that's one of the main reasons why they get a wife is they don't know how to cook but a lot of them don't need to cook because they either get married or they're always eating at work so they just like there's this culture of you work late so you get dinner and then you work later and then you stay out until 11 p.m drinking with your co-workers and you go home and you go to bed and then you wake up and you go to work and you do it all again uh. so like your wife is just there for like occasional sex and make you dinners mm. So, and like they just work nonstop. It's really weird. It took me a while to get used to just seeing people sleeping fucking everywhere. Yeah. Like sleeping, standing up, sleeping on the train. Kind of get that. But we'd go for dinner and you'd see a dude in a business suit be like 8 p.m. And he'd be passed out on the table with his bowl of like ramen just sitting next to his, next to him. No, like it's just completely normal. (sighs) Yeah. I'm tired right now. Like I, and I like. I have a pretty decent work-life balance, you know, like... Yeah. I'm already tired. Like, I can't even imagine just, like, work, 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 work. It's fucking insane, man. I don't... I don't know how they do it. Do they have regulations for work? I I don't... It doesn't seem like it. I don't know. I have no fucking clue. But, like, I will say it's nice. The cities are well-organized. Public transit is great. It's really clean. They don't have garbage cans. Really? Yeah, there's rarely garbage cans in public places. You basically carry all your garbage yourself. So it's you'll see like a person with an umbrella and like a little plastic baggie carrying their garbage. I like it. And then you see a garbage can and you just you shove it in there somewhere yeah. or you be take res- it home. Be responsible. Yeah, littering is like a no-no there. Well, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, Japan was awesome. Tokyo was incredible. Uh, super busy. We saw a lot of the city. Uh, saw some weird things, um, as you would, different culture. Um, there's this weird love for, like, young girls there, which was weird. Like, really weirded me out. <sighs> yeah. So, like, the first the first five, uh, first five days, five days we were in Tokyo and we stayed in Shinjuku, which is kind of like the bar nightlife district. You just, uh, made, up, you just made up that word, but keep going shinjuku no i did not look it up god god damn americans um and uh so it's also where the yakuza are a lot which was kind of cool um Mm -hmm. i was i was always kind of aware but then i started seeing signs about like yakuza police force public action where they're like work together to stop crime Mm. i guess crime that isn't done by the yakuza so like I guess from like talking to people and reading on the internet, it's basically like the Yakuza and the police work together because they kind of have a working relationship where 
the Yakuza don't cross certain lines and the police don't bother them. And then they don't mm. want trouble in their area. So they like help the police if there's especially like crimes from foreigners. So if you're, you know, a dickhead American walking around and trying to pick fights, then because they're going to handle it or bring you to the police. Um, but if you're just chilling there doing your own thing and being respectful, like they don't care, like they don't want anyone to, to cause trouble in their, in their areas. So, right. Um, which is pretty cool, you know, pretty sweet. Um, interesting yeah. though, to see signs that they work together. Um, <laughs> so you would see like Japanese dudes who look pretty gangster, like chilling, talking to cops and just, sorting something out and then they'd go off and God, that's way. weird dude yeah it's kind of it's kind of cool um but then there's like a bunch of uh like air quotes massage parlors or like bars that are pre-stocked with girls and a lot of them are like high school aged or they're made to look high school aged oh uh, yeah oh it's just this weird subculture I was, where i, I felt was off. so disgusting yeah, I was you. You got me with the massage parlor, and then you said made it look like they're school aged, and I nope, sign me out. Yeah, it it just I don't like I I'm not attracted to the baby doll look. No, I don't even and, like the I don't even like the uh, the the schoolgirl uniform. You know, no, like yeah. I don't even it it just does not do it. Yeah, there, I I agree. There's <laughs> nothing nothing that attractive to me with that situation at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it works for them. That's their thing, you know? So it's not uncommon to see Japanese dudes walking around, like, in a business suit or walking into these things or walking out real fucking happy. Like, Japanese businessmen, dude. They're, they're, they're but all also getting... old white dudes. There's a lot of old white dudes walking around Shinjuku with escorts, basically. Like, young kids. Well, I say kids. Young kids, to me, is, like, still, like, yeah. between 15 and 18. I could even, like, even now at 31.8, seven (laughs) (laughs) i could not imagine dating someone who is 21 right that's that's too no i i think at that point yes obviously legal like legal sure but weird but but i think it's just like a maturity versus life experience where you're Mm -hmm. like i've just seen too much shit at this point like i've i've experienced life way more than you have i don't really feel like having to lead somebody else through that completely you know like and also just thinking like when i legally turned 18 this person was still a child like that's weird to think about yeah it's really strange you know yeah some people are into that though you know um went to a couple of bathhouses which were pretty cool yeah, um, we went to one which was in like the northern part of the main island. There was still like a meter and a half of snow. Yeah, did you get your shit jerked sideways? Get my sh- my shirt jerked. No, my your shit. shit your shit jerked sideways, man. What does that even mean? Your cock, your cock, dude. Somebody, yeah. somebody jerk you off while no, you're getting. No, not in the bathhouse. No. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're segregated one. Oh, okay. Um, so it was kind of funny. So the first one we went to, um, so tattoos are illegal. Well, it's illegal to get tattoos in Japan. Really? And, and most of the people, basically most people in Japan or Japanese people who have them are Yakuza. Um, mm. So at these bathhouses, because you bath, you're, you're in a big bathtub with a bunch of other dudes, basically naked, right? Um, they don't allow tattoos. So 
when Al was planning this trip, because I have like a lot of tattoos, she mm-hmm. would always call ahead and say, Hey, like we're from Canada. We're coming. My husband has a lot of tattoos. Like, can he use the facilities? Um, and the first, first one we went to, they're like, yeah, that's okay. Uh, he's not Yakuza, right? Ha 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 ha. Like a fake, like, ha ha If you are, please don't kill me. Um, and I was like, no, he's okay. So then we showed up and I was wearing a long sleeve jacket cause it was cold cause there was like still snow right. around. Um, and we were chatting and then we, I'll just like confirm like, Hey, like John's still okay to use. And they're like, Oh yeah, you have the tattoos. He, and he kind of like looked me up and down. He's like, are you Yakuza? And I was like, no. He's like, are you some kind of weird Canadian mob? I was like, no. He's like, okay, yeah, you're cool. Just, you know, it's all good. I was like, all right, sweet. <laughs> um, the other one that we went to, they originally said I ha- I was only allowed to use it after 11 p.m. Um, huh. But but then when they met me and they saw what my tattoos were, um, they were like, oh, it's okay. It's it's pretty dark in there, so no one will really notice. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I didn't use that one though. It was we were just also yeah. like really busy. Um, sure. And uh, and I just you know I wanted just a shower sometimes. Like the bath, the bathhouse experience was super relaxing. Sure. I enjoyed it. I'm not afraid to be naked in front of other dudes. So like that doesn't that part doesn't bother me. I I yeah I recall. It, <laughs> I will say we room together, John. <laughs> I will say it's like it is a little weird to sit in a bathtub. And when I say tub, it's a big it's like bigger than a hot tub, right? So sure, it's yeah, a, but you were right next to the other guys. There are other like, people, yeah. You went skiing. You went skiing. Oh yeah, I skied the... so hard. It was a race <laughs> and I won. Gold medals, baby. Yeah, man. I mean the the Olympics are going to Japan and I got the first medal. In the summer ski event. Yeah. Um, in the form of a pearl necklace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Way to go, dude. <laughs> so the the part that is kind of weird uh-huh. is, so there's like the sitting bath, mm-hmm. which everyone goes in, you just kind of wait in, you just chill there. Yeah. But before you get into that, there's kind of like a big trough basin with buckets. And you're supposed to like rinse yourself off and wash yourself before you get into the main bath, which I get. Sure. You don't want to be sitting in a pool of other people's filth, right? Right. So you kind of just like squat there with your nutsack hanging down at your like on the floor, basically. <laughs> yeah. And then you're dumping buckets of water on yourself and trying to scrub soap off and all this shit <laughs> while, while your junk is just sweeping the floor. <laughs> and I'm sure all the guys were just fucking mesmerized. <laughs> so you know that part was a little bit like all right well we're just gonna go with it everyone does it but um and then it was funny because we talked we started talking to that owner he gave us actually a ride we were gonna take the bus to a hike um mm-hmm. and then he's like oh well, i gotta go to town i'll just drive you and then he was talking about canada and, and tourists and our flights and we said we came through shanghai and he's like oh mm-hmm. what'd you think of that it's like i would never want to visit china it's like too too crazy there like people are too it's a dog eat dog world, you know, and right. I get it. Like there's two plus billion people there. Right. And you need to, you need to do what you have to, to survive basically. Yeah. yeah. So when we flew through Shanghai, people were butting lines, like nudging you to get out of the way, rushing to the front. Like it was fucking anarchy. Um, I just don't like that. I don't like just, you know, I'm just not yeah. down with that. 
Japan, super busy. Everyone, organized, polite, stands in line for everything, waits their turn. Um, I liked it. But uh, he was talking about Chinese tourists and how there's like a lot of new money in China. So -hmm. there's a lot of people who come from poor families who aren't used to the luxuries of Japan. So they have a lot of issues with Chinese tourists coming in and like washing their dirty clothes in the public bath and Mm. like leaving trash everywhere and just not following Japanese customs. Right. Um, So it was kind of interesting to hear their, their, you know, dislike for Chinese tourists in Japan. It was kind of funky. I mean, uh, that makes sense. Everything you're saying is, you know, it seems like there's just a lot of organization in in Japanese culture and and it's just inherently disorganized when you have so so many people I'll tell you you what Tokyo I mean busy there's obviously a lot of white people there too but not as touristy as Kyoto Kyoto we saw like a lot more white people Mm -hmm. Um, and you can tell who the Americans are when you're traveling because the fat ones well y'all are fat and fucking loud hey dude Hey, and, and very vocal. Like hey. I heard so many people complaining about why are there no fucking trash cans in this city? What am I supposed to do with my trash? It's like, well, you, you know, put a little brain power to that one, Einstein. You fucking carry it with you. <laughs> like it's common sense, man. And like taking off your shoes, so that like, you take off your shoes in in Japan, which I know right. is not always a normal thing to do in the U.S., which fucking is disgusting. Um. Yeah, and, I wear uh, shoes in bed, actually. Well, I mean, I've, I've seen it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, like, in Japan, when you enter a house, you take your shoes off and you put on slippers or wabaki. Um, and are those you, the little wooden shoes? Uh, some of them are some, some, sometimes they're wooden. Sometimes they're just, like, little slippers. Um, okay. And then you you're always point your shoes out the door. So, like, when you go to leave, you can just slide your feet in and go right oh okay it makes sense um but that americans really struggle with that the other part that i think a lot of people found funny whereas in uh bathrooms you have bathroom slippers so which you know what i was thinking about it is kind of weird because you would walk into a bathroom and then if it was like at the ryokin for example it was a public bathroom so Mm -hmm. there were just you know little rooms with toilets in them so you'd open the the door and there'd be little slippers there that you'd put on. Then you'd close the door. You'd do your business. You'd come out okay. and you leave the slippers behind. So you're like, well, a lot of people wear these slippers. But then you're like, well, it's a bathroom floor. And if people stand to pee or splatter, and we all know fecal matter gets everywhere, it makes right. sense to not track that everywhere you go. Especially in a culture where you sit on the floor, you sleep on the floor a lot. Yeah. Right? So I could kind of get behind that. It was kind of cool. Yeah. Wearing little slippers all the time. It was nice. I like it. I can get with it. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know what? I'm not a big slipper guy in general, but I, I do tend to follow that rule of taking my shoes off. Oh, that's good. So You're I don't know. I don't know. Savage. I don't know how many other Americans are just walking around in people's houses with shoes on, but mm-hmm. you know, I just know how uh, how filthy my kids, you know can be and i don't want to deal so i'm with just that. like yeah i don't want people's shit to get all fucked up so yep 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 <clears throat> um, so uh, what else happened do you see uh do you see a pikachu fucking a 
a Yoshi or something like that? Or was uh, there like... Strangely enough, we did buy a stuffed Pikachu and a stuffed Yoshi. Um, we went okay. to Sumo Wrestling, which was really cool. Nice. I missed my calling. Um, that's for sure. Yeah. They they live in stables. They get paid a shit ton of money. They get banging bitches all the time, even though they're I, giant, that's giant what I've dudes. Heard, that's what I've heard about sumo wrestlers. They're almost like, uh, I mean, they're athletes, you know, mm-hmm. it, anyway, but, but it's like comparable to, you know, what you'd have like a big time boxer or something like yeah. that. You know, they make, like, some of them make like a hundred and some thousand dollars a month. Shoof. So pretty more. good for just for pushing p- pushing a dude around. Yeah. yeah, I always kind of wondered too. Like the technique is very similar to like an an NFL lineman, mm-hmm. and I always kind of wondered like how would an NFL lineman compare? And like there are some leg sweeps that they do and some like arm arm locks, but honestly, most of the time it was just like oh, push 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 and like try and shuffle your weight and throw yeah. them off. And I was like. There were a lot of times where I was like, you could just swim move this fucker and he would he'd yeah. be done. You'd right. Yeah. Um but it was pretty cool to watch. And then we learned about like the different rankings. So like Yokozuna is the like the top, the best of the best. Um okay. and when a Yokozuna loses, people go fucking insane. Um and the matches aren't aren't weight classed. So we saw a really? couple where you know, one guy would have like 200 pounds on another dude and they would have to fight. And sometimes a little guy wins and it's awesome. Like they just use speed and a different technique. Yeah. Um, yeah, if a, if a Yokozuna loses the people on like the floor level seating are all sitting on mats or like little pillows. Uh The tradition is to throw your seat into the ring in like protest. You know, with Johnny's recent trip to Japan, I got to thinking I should really talk about an audible audiobook that centers around Japanese culture. And what better to uh, to talk about in reference to that than Godzilla? That's right, the movie just came out. Haven't had a chance to see that yet, but they have the official movie novelization for Godzilla, King of the Monsters, on Audible. Uh, it's by Greg Keyes. It's narrated by Michael Braun. It's 8 hours and 59 minutes long, and it's got a pristine 5-star rating right now. So go take advantage of that. Uh, I love Godzilla. I I'm, I hope you love Godzilla. And uh, Tip, uh, friend of the podcast, Larry Hill, two-time guest of this podcast, uh, huge Godzilla fan. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, he had all the movies. He had, you know, just... Godzilla, standard Godzilla. And then he had like Godzilla versus Mothra and all that stuff. I think there was even like a like a like a mini, like a small Godzilla or something like that. Larry, you could help me out with that probably. Anyway, head over to audibletrial.com slash jumbled and take advantage of that audiobook. Godzilla King of the Monsters, the official movie no- novelization. But hey, if that doesn't tickle your fancy Feel free to choose from one of the 180,000 other titles on their uh, on their website. They've got everything you could ever want in an audiobook, and we hope that you uh, we hope that you guys enjoy. But hey, we love you. So when we were there, the Yokozuna won. Uh-huh. Um, I was happy, but also kind of bummed because I wanted to see it. But then the next day, Ali and I were eating sushi in this tiny little hole-in-the-wall sushi place, and they had the, the matches on, and the Yokozuna lost, 
and the stadium erupted like 15,000 people went crazy and a few thousand people who were sitting floor level all just started tossing cushions at this dude <laughs> they're angry yeah is there a lot of betting on yeah a lot of betting but it's like a like if you get to that level you sh- you're not supposed to lose and then so we did it through hmm. a tour guide which was cool because they give you some of the history and uh they were talking about how um like there was a a, a rising star japanese sumo guy and he was just crushing it crushing it crushing it and he got title of yokozuna and then he lost three matches in a row and he retired no like, shit just like dishonored and basically like as if if it was you know 500 years ago or a thousand years ago the expectation would be that he would commit suicide wow so, so like he retired and shame basically saying like I don't regret my career. I regret my performance and letting you guys down. I don't deserve to be here. I'm retiring. So like they take it really fucking seriously. It's pretty cool. Um, I think, I think it's, I mean, I understand the, (laughs) I understand the, the thought behind it, but everybody loses at some point, right? Like there's always going to be somebody else that's better than you mm. at something. Yeah, I don't think that I don't think you not, should have to be exiled necessarily. But it's more than a sport, right? Like it's a religious ceremony. Mm. Like there's a okay. lot of culture and history behind it. It's not sure. just like a professional sport. Mm. Um, there's a lot of spirituality linked to it, I should say. Um, okay. So it's kind of cool. And then they so the sheet we got had like all the sumo's nicknames. So there's one guy who is called the Nicholas Cage of sumo. I was like, what a okay. fucking nickname! But we were too far up to see why. Like I was like, what? why? He was white. Be... He was from Bulgaria, right? So we're like, oh, oh classic. Okay. He's just like a white dude. So they call him Nicolas Cage because Nicolas oh. Cage is big in Asia because of the stupid movies he makes. Yeah. Um, and then I was, we were... getting... I was getting ready to ask if he was a national treasure, but seeing as how he's <laughs> seeing as how he's a, a white dude, I'm gonna assume not. Um. So then when <laughs> we watched it on TV, it zoomed into his face, and he looks like Nicolas Cage as wearing a fat suit. It was fucking amazing. <laughs> Like, oh, well, I answered that question. <laughs> Dude. Can so, you imagine Nick Cage sumo wrestling? How oh. hilarious would that be? Um, so what else did we do? We did a bunch of hikes, climbed a couple mountains, saw a bunch of temples. I ate, oh, I went on a great, the Great Sandy Pilgrimage. The Great Sandy Pilgrimage. Yep. Um, so... It was probably the second night we were in Japan. Um, mm-hmm. So 7-Elevens are big there. And they have incredible food. Like they deep fry stuff. They have fried chicken and these awesome pork buns and pizza buns. And um, like you can get ramen bowls, noodle bowls, like like a restaurant stuff. Like really, like honestly cheap, but mm-hmm. pretty fucking good. You can get yeah. like chicken breasts and like bacon and like all kinds of shit that's already cooked. You can just eat salads, right. you name it, it's there. Um, they have this awesome sandwich selection of like cold sandwiches, and mm-hmm. they have something that's kind of weirded me out a little bit. They would have like a a bakery rack that's not refrigerated, and it'd okay. be all kinds of pastries, but then it'd be like hot dog or like chicken katsu sandwich, not refrigerated. I was, like, I was like, all right, this seems a little bold. So one night, you know, I couldn't sleep because, you know, jet lagged and I was all fucked up. 
So I walk down to 7-Eleven. I'm like, I'm going to get a snack and just like stuff my face and that'll put me to sleep. So I'm like grabbing some sandwiches, you know, looking at like, oh, this weird chicken katsu thing. And then there's this weird room temperature hot dog. Um, <laughs> and then I saw it said cheese and blueberry. And I was like, well, I'm in I'm in You know, I like to experiment a little bit. I'm brave. So I get this cheese and blueberry sandwich. I okay. eat everything else. I save this for last. It's actually cream cheese and like a blueberry jam. And their oh, bread delicious. is so fluffy. Like I don't like bread, but their bread is just, oh my God. Yeah. So I eat this sandwich and immediately fall in love. And it was the yeah. only one there. Um, I was like, I need this again. So for the rest of the time in Tokyo, I went back to the same 7-Eleven. Every uh, 7-Eleven we saw, if they have like every other 7-Eleven-like store that they have. Yeah. I went looking for these goddamn sandwiches. Could not find them. And then we go to take the train up to that Ryokin up north. And we're yeah. in like middle of nowhere Japan, tiny-ass train station. Go into this little convenience store. And they have a similar version that's strawberry. Mm. So I ate three of those fuckers. Being like, okay, I know what I'm looking for now. I got this down. These are amazing. They're like a dollar each. <laughs> Dude, yeah. And it's two it's two sandwiches, like four pieces of bread. Each have like their own little sandwich. Crust is cut off. Just fucking stuff them in your face hole and be happy. Um, <laughs> so I ate those. The next two weeks, I could not find either of those sandwiches. I found the peanut butter version, which I love peanut butter. It wasn't quite as good. I grew to like it as much, and I probably miss it the most now. Yeah. But it was like peanut butter and cream cheese, fantastic. I could get those everywhere, but I could not find the fruit and cream cheese ones. Dude. And I was fucking devastated. It was the Great Sandy pilgrimage. I drug, I dragged Ali around every fucking city we went to, every convenience store yeah. that we saw looking for these sandwiches. Then when we're flying home, we're in our terminal, and there's like a micro 7-Eleven that's uh-huh. this tiny little hallway that's maybe... 25 feet and there's just shit everywhere on both sides you just pick right. it up and you get funneled into the till and then you're out right and i come around the corner and i'm like fuck they're not here so i grab some you know weird like puffs pastries that have amazing cream filling i was pretty happy and then i round the corner out of the out of the side of my eyes i just see the blueberry sandwich and my face lights up and i dump out my cart i'm like fuck all these bullshit pastries that are just you know <laughs> they're not what I want. And I go around and there's five sandwiches there. You took and them I, all. I took I took two. And I'm standing there and Al's like, okay, let's go. And I was like, uh. And then I took three. She's like, John, seriously, like, come on, let's go. Three is like, you're getting crazy. And then I was like, ah. And then I took the fourth one and there's a dude standing next to me. And he looks at me and then he grabs the other one. I was like, no. So I had <laughs> eight sandwiches. Because each pack is a pack of two to uh, to eat on the flight home. I just imagine, like, on your pilgrimage, like, you, you there's all this great stuff happening around you. And you're just focused on, like, where's the next 7-Eleven? You're just, like, looking for the next 7-Eleven you in know, the middle of, like, historic historic kyoto you're like where are the guy go- where's the goddamn 7-eleven and you're like grabbing japanese people and you're like shaking where them by is their, it shaking them by their fucking collars you know yeah um so that that kind of happened but didn't quite happen uh so i gained 10 pounds way to go 
on this vacation. I was budgeting 20, but we were hiking, you know, probably 10 to 15 plus miles a day. Right. So I probably, you know, managed to burn off the other 10 while walking. I ate so much fucking food. I had two breakfasts, I had two lunches, and I had two dinners, and I had an evening snack every day. Wow. And so, like, I would get up, I'd get, I drank so much iced coffee too, because it's so cheap, and you can get it in, in, you know, 500 milliliter bottles there. Oh, dude. So I would drink, like, a liter of coffee in the morning, and then have four sandwiches. That's a lot of coffee, man. I was just pounding coffees and uh, eating sandwiches. And then we would find this tiny, like, hole-in-the-wall restaurant. And he'd be like, Allie, be like, I want this. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm eating this, too. Like, I don't care. I'm fucking eating everything. Yeah. I did, I did not turn down a single opportunity to eat. So now you got to get back into uh, jujitsu mode, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm a fat plug. I had a moment today where I was I was rolling with uh, my instructor. And we were, we were doing flow rolls and, like, doing some problem-solving. And he was like bending me up funny, and I like looked down and I saw a little roll pop out from under my rash guard, and I was like, uh-huh. "Oh, I feel so dirty. <laughs> I'm hideous. Like, Blame Japan. Blame the motherland. Goddamn Japan." Um, but uh, yeah, I'm getting getting back into shape. I did train jujitsu while I was in Japan, which was probably one of the highlights for me. Um, Ali made a funny. Uh, took a funny Instagram video and it was me training with uh, a professional guy down there. And Ali's caption was the real reason why John came to Japan. Um, and it was him <laughs> like just dominating me. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, great, awesome. go on our honeymoon and you just roll around with big sweaty men. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 That's what it's all about. Yeah. So I had a few sessions with, uh, one of like the one of the top top guys in the world right now which was an incredible experience awesome learning experience picked up some cool stuff um and he might come visit me in canada so i opened said you're welcome to come stay at my house show you the mountains you can train at at my uh, at my gym we'll set something up so uh yeah. he's he's hoping he's got to compete in l he's got a tournament in la in september mm-hmm. and then he was talking about if he's already out this far, that he would come up north for for a few days. So I was like, just let there me know. You go. Get him, get him on the podcast. Oh, that could be interesting. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. could make that happen. He's a pretty pretty awesome dude. Interesting story. He's from Ghana, um, and he's been living in Tokyo for the last twelve years. He's twenty four, twenty five. Young, okay, younger guy. Incredible fighter, like so fast. I thought I understood speed until I started rolling with him, and I was just like. It is clear that he is in his prime, and my prime is past. Right. <laughs> like yeah. even even skill set aside, like his skill is sure. way better. But just just reaction time and his speed and his strength, I was just like, fuck. Yeah. It's a whole nother whole nother world. So. Uh, well, sorry you got dominated, but that had to be a pretty cool experience. I mean, it, I paid to get dominated, so it was it was expected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like uh, dominate me. But you know what? I, I I surprised him a few times. I landed a couple takedowns and and you know th- threatened atta- had a couple of good attacks. So he was overall. He said he was pretty impressed. Um, so it was you know it was all in all it was nice, an awesome dude. awesome experience. Yeah, yeah, well, great man. So if you ever got your passport, I'd highly recommend Japan. But we know you got to. Is it uh? <clears throat> you don't have to to share exactly, but 
Is it a, a pricey trip? Uh, it's not a cheap part of Asia. Um, you can do it cheaper than what we did, for sure. We stayed mm-hmm. at some pretty nice places, as we've talked about before. My wife is a princess. Um, sure. But she earns it, so that's how yeah. she likes to treat herself. So I respect that. Um, you can do some hostels and be cheaper. And, you know, like breakfast if we were eating kind of local places not not touristy restaurants right we could do breakfast or even 7-eleven breakfast which is still good food for you know 10 bucks american Mm. and then lunches you're looking at you know 20 to 30 for the pair of us depending on what you're doing and dinners you could do you know probably more like 30 Mm-hmm. It really depends what you want. You want ramen? If you if you love ramen, you can like ramen's a junk food there. Yeah. Um, you can you can do ramen there for, you know, ten bucks a bowl and be pretty full, honestly. Yeah. Um, so like you can do it cheap. You can eat at some fancy. Like we did a couple nine course meals, like traditional Japanese mm. meals that were, you know, more expensive. Um, we also ate at McDonald's. A few times. Um, how is that do they have any uh crazy menu items that you've never uh, seen yeah. before i i had it before when i flew through tokyo on my way to japan or on my way to japan on my way to thailand um but so they had fried chicken which was really good um mm-hmm. they had like these teriyaki burgers which is really good uh a filet of fish but instead of fish it was shrimp that was good okay. um and then they had like a couple different shrimp burgers like with just different sauces what I will say stood out was their bacon was like thick cut, big, healthy pieces of bacon, not that like cardboard micro strips that you get in North America. So sure, it was pretty pretty fucking tasty. French mm. fries were great. What I did appreciate was that they weren't like snot nosed kids working there. I mean, they were younger people. Um, I placed a pretty significant order as I normally do when I go to sure. McDonald's, as you know. Um, and my first thought was like, these fuckers are like, just thinking any McDonald's, they're going to fuck up my order and I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to walk back to our condo. I'm going to open my bag and stuff's going to be missing. Um, and then I was watching them and they, so they print out the receipt. Like they give yeah. you a receipt and then they print out your order and then they put it on a clipboard next to like the stations where the food comes out. And then they physically check off item by item as they put it into the bag. And then I like they that. give you that receipt like with your bags to show like everything is in here and that's like, awesome i was like you know what fuck yeah 100 percent, dude good job mcdonald's i went to i got <clears throat> we were running out of time so after the whole uh scouting debacle thing it was pushing 740 or something like that kids bedtimes at you know 8 30 so I was like, fuck, I ran out of time. They haven't eaten dinner yet. It's like, all right, let's just go pick up some McDonald's. So I went and picked up McDonald's and they, I asked for, just for example, everything but the honey mustard, which I was, I specifically asked for honey mustard because the kids were like, yeah, we want honey mustard. I was like, okay. So I asked for a couple things of honey mustard mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, please make sure that's in there. And then we pulled away. No honey mustard. Sure shit, it's not in there. Classic. So, Just classic, fucking classic. Classic McDonald's, dude. But I mean, I I do like that 
the idea of checking things off a lot. It's, it's obviously a little slower. What I will say too is McDonald's there is really fucking classy. Like mm-hmm. they were like two stories, super clean. I went there one morning on my way to the gym. I was walking uh-huh. and I stopped in to get a coffee and a sandwich. Ooh, they did have this really cool breakfast sandwich that was beef patties. It was like burgers and egg okay. on a McMuffin. Okay. And they mm. had this cool spicy chipotle sauce on it. Mm. It's fucking delicious. But it was just filled with business dudes. Like everyone's mm. in a suit or like – and the women were like all professionally dressed and they're all sitting quiet like – drinking their coffee, reading their paper or doing work on a laptop, like completely different atmosphere. No Weird. play no play centers, nothing like that. It's I didn't even I didn't see a single kid in any of the McDonald's I went into. That's wild. Yeah. I don't uh, think I've seen I don't think I've been in a McDonald's where there wasn't some screaming child yeah. ever. Honestly, I would say kids just in general in Japan don't scream. We went to Disney and it was mostly adults there were Mm -hmm. some school-age kids like young teenagers and you'd see the odd family those kids perfectly quiet and respectful you if you heard a kid screaming nine times out of ten it was a white kid it was like some tourist kid like losing their shit um (laughs) but yeah tokyo disney was pretty sweet uh that was cool we got on a bunch of rides um it was some of them were hard because all of the acting is in Japanese. So you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we did we did one that was it was Sinbad, and you sit on this boat and you go through like this river thing, and it's mm-hmm. like all animate like animatronic sure things dancing and singing, but it's all in Japanese, so you don't know what the fuck the storyline is, <laughs> but it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh man. One of the highlights, the true highlights, we went to a baseball game. Okay. And uh, we we just knew that baseball's big there. And Allie's sure. a big baseball fan. So we're like, let's go to a baseball game. We get tickets. Uh, so the stadium, I think, fits. It was like fifteen or 20,000 people. It was a sold-out uh-huh. game. Um, it was two rival teams from Tokyo. Uh-huh. And uh, half of the fans, like a, you, a, a clear fucking line dividing the stadium in half of like uh-huh. home, home team fans and then away team fans. And there was no cross pollination at all. Right. Like at all. So we're, we're chilling. Like they're doing like the pregame thing. No national anthem before the okay. game. They do okay. like some singing and dancing and like introduce the players and shit. And mm-hmm. then the first batter goes to get up and it's the opposing. T- we ended up sitting in the home team side. We didn't know, but we just, where we got tickets yeah. So the opposing team's batter goes up to bat at the top of the top of the first inning. The other side of the stadium, everyone fucking stands up, and then you hear some dude yell something in Japanese, and then a band, like a brass band, starts playing, <laughs> and all of the fucking opposing fans start singing the same song. And then the batter would change, and then you'd hear some dude screaming. And then they would all switch to the next song and like they had chants for each of the players or each of the situations. Wow. So we're just like losing and and like the home team side, quiet and sitting and watching. Yeah. Like perfectly quiet, like respectful. There's signs saying like no yelling, no booing, no like all this shit. And then the inning switches over. Um, so the bottom of the inning, 
hometown team goes to bat. Exact same thing. Everyone fucking stands up. And then there's like a crowd guy in the crowd calling the chants. And then everyone just does it. And like singing these long elaborate songs. They all have like those like thunder sticks. But, uh-huh. but they're like big kind of drumsticks. And they all are like doing the same like rhythm on the, the sticks. It's like coordinated. And it Dude. was so fucking fun. I got so into it. I was like chanting and like clapping and like dancing. And the, like wow. all the Japanese people fucking loved it because I was so big. And then yeah. a dude on the home team hits a home run. And they out of nowhere, everyone pulls out these mini fucking umbrellas. They're like, I don't know, eight or nine inch diameter <laughs> and pops them up. And they start doing this like synchronized umbrella dance where they're like opening and no. closing. But like synchronized in sections and singing this song. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I fucking love this place. Oh my god, dude. So yeah. so where uh baseball is sort of dying out a little bit in uh in North America, it seems to be thriving in It's well. a fucking party in Japan. And we were we were joking, like if Japanese people don't really travel until they retire because uh-huh. they just work so hard, but it's like if they were to go to a game in North America, they would be like, What the fuck is happening? Right. And, like, people are so committed, like, showing up in business suits, like, with their thunder sticks, and the food was awesome. You could get ramen, you could get dim sum, you could get sushi. They had, like, this giant trough of just random sausages that you could get. So we got that in, like, a french fry trough and, like, a bunch of drinks, and it was $15. Like, it was so cheap. Dude, there you go, man. Yeah, we ordered so much shit. And like I ordered a burrito, this giant, this extra large sausage plate, and like an extra large fry plate, and like Ali got a beer and I got a soda or something, and uh-huh. it was fifteen bucks. Word, dude, that's it's, awesome. It's like if that was in in Canada, it'd have been like fifty bucks. <laughs> yeah, you would have you would have had to take out a second mortgage on your home. Yeah. So baseball, I highly recommend it. If anyone goes to Japan, go see a baseball game. I fucking loved it. Dude, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That sounds like like so counter to what <laughs> to what I'm used to when I go to Royals game or something. Honestly, you know, like... it was so weird because, like I said, everywhere else you go, people are quiet. They don't talk. They don't make eye contact. They you know typically stay to themselves. Get them in a baseball game, and then this energy just fucking explodes out of these people of song and that's dance. That's awesome. Loved it. That's awesome. So you said they didn't do a national anthem, but you nope. forgot out. You, you left out the part where they they sing a song about Ichiro Suzuki before every. <laughs> you, before every. You, you Wikipedia that? I'll tell you what. No, that's the only Japanese player that player, I you know. that you, I can call off the top of my head. There are so many Yankees hats there. Really, it's just Yankee hats everywhere, and part of it is it's stylish, but mm-hmm. the other part is because of Ichiro and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see a lot of a lot of his shirts and like whatnot there, but Yankees are fucking huge there. Felt sure. disgusting seeing all of them. God, I hate it, dude. Mm-hmm. You can't even you can't escape the Yankees, even like in the states. But then, can you imagine just like a like a Mets fan? He's like, "Fuck it, I'm getting out of New York. I'm going to fucking Japan to watch a baseball game." Just and surrounded. you go and you go and there's more Yankee hats. 
Oh, yeah. God, yeah, there's dude. probably more Yankee. I saw more <laughs> Yankee hats in Japan than I think I've ever did in the States. That's nuts. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> just like a, a store that was just Yankees hats. Yeah. Just Yankees hats. <laughs> That's it. Every, they don't sell a single other thing. Every different design you can think of, pattern, colors, all Yankees. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. wild, dude. Well, Johnny, I'm happy to have you back, dude. Uh, it's good to be back, man. I'm sorry I yammered on so much this week, but you know, next no, week we'll, dude. we'll get back to regular programming. You know what? This is back to regular programming because I I was like in this streak of like I was like I don't have jo- like Joe can't come on. I don't want to fucking try to stammer stammer on for 45 minutes to an hour of my own stuff. So I'm just like, eh, three weeks in a row, a jumbled rewind. That'll do, you know. I just <laughs> Goodbye, <laughs> audience. <laughs> right. I just felt bad. So hopefully uh, hopefully everybody's enjoyed this one. It's been, uh, I said to you early, man, uh, I, I've missed our uh, I've missed our chats. So I'm, I'm happy to see your face. I missed you too, buddy. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Oh, I felt it through the internet. Ooh, internet touches. Uh, yeah, man. Um, <clears throat> at this point, Johnny, I'm not going to lie. I'm starting to feel a little tired, and I need to edit this thing. So we're at 55 minutes. Yeah, wrap it up, buddy. You, let's, I was going to say, you you look you look beat. Let's wrap, let's wrap this bitch up. Uh, thanks for swinging back by, everybody. Hope you guys enjoyed this very uh, Japanese-heavy uh episode this one goes out to all our uh, japanese fans because we, we are big in japan we are big in japan and johnny was literally big in japan my head uh, has the dings to prove it yep and some umbrella stabbings mm-hmm. and all that um if you guys want to follow us on social media it's at jumbled podcast everywhere you can find us Send uh emails to jumbled podcast gmail.com or johnny.jumbled at gmail.com uh, head over to audibletrial.com slash jumbled and get your free 30-day trial and a free audiobook. And while you're at it, go over to the Patreon page and uh, pledge $500, get us an address. Uh, you can keep listening wherever you are, but if you could, please head over to iTunes, leave us a rating and review. Here pretty soon, uh, I'm going to be submitting our RSS feed to Pandora Radio. Ooh. I recently found out that they uh, they do podcasts now too. I didn't know about that, so I'll get us on there and uh, just you know hopefully have another another section of the uh, audience that comes in from Pandora. But uh, yeah, we uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this one. It was sure fun for me and uh, Johnny is uh, welcome back. Uh, so much because I, I I just felt I felt really bad, dude. I just didn't. I just I just couldn't do the solos. I'd done it before, and it was like I just don't have the energy for it. Hey, man, it's all good. It happens. You know what? Yeah. Sometimes sometimes you just need need a little break. You know, like we've said it's before, true. we're we're two working family dudes. We got a busy schedule. Um despite what people may think we're not getting rich off this podcast we're putting out free content we do our best we appreciate you guys and sometimes we just need you to be patient with us yeah i'm definitely in the red with this podcast stuff (laughs) i'm nowhere near black 
<laughs> Nowhere near. So if you want to sponsor us, uh, let us know. Uh, Absolutely. Zach will get your company tattooed on his forehead for the right price. Or on my dick. Ooh, dick tattoos. We'll I get had into to make... that next time with Lacey. Oh, yeah. That sounds great. Uh, something to look forward to, guys. We'll see you guys next week for another episode of Jumbled, your favorite podcast. About exploring and the great Sandy pilgrimage. <laughs> we'll see you guys later. Bye.